Hey there, thanks for checking out the Ike Wingate Morning Show podcast. Well, you've thought about doing your own podcast, let me tell you, it's not near as hard as it used to be. I launched a podcast back in 2008, and it was crazy difficult to get it listed everywhere where listeners were, which back then wasn't really that many places. But now, podcasts are everywhere, and with a platform like Buzzsprout, you can be all over the place with one click, plus a great-looking website, analytics, and more. That's why... We use Buzzsprout. So follow the link in the show notes, and that'll let Buzzsprout know that we sent you, and you'll get a $20 credit if you sign up for a paid plan. Plus, it helps support our show as well. Again, down in the show notes with Buzzsprout. Let's go. All right. Go ahead. The time is now. Let's do it. Here we go. This is the Ike Wingate Show. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Join the show now. Text 870-505-1518. Ladies and gentlemen, here's your host. Ike Wingate. Ike Wingate. Ike Wingate. Good morning. Welcome to Wednesday, August 30th, 2023. So glad you are here. A new morning, a new day, a new show. Ready to have fun, are we? Celebrity birthdays coming up. This day in history, random facts, headlines from around the globe. Next hour, will ACDC play the Super Bowl? A, a, a drug dealer called the cops for one reason, but uh, they saw the drugs and, well, he ended up getting arrested. That's coming up next hour in Stranger Than Fiction. And we'll be talking law with Greg Thurman in studio next hour as well. It's all coming up brought to you by Thurman and Flanagan, attorneys at law, online at ozarkjustice.com or give them a call, 479-253-1234. And it is that time of morning for your celebrity birthdays and this day in history here for August 30th, 2023. Jessica Henwick, who played Nymeria Sand on Game of Thrones, is 31. Bebe Rexa, singer, is 34. Joanna Brady, who played Shelby on Quantico, is 36. Andy Roddick, retired tennis star, 41. Actress Cameron Diaz, 51 today. Michael Chiklis, who played Detective Vic Mackey on The Shield and The Thing in the pre-reboot of Fantastic Four, is 60 today. Comedian Louis Black is 75. Billionaire Warren Buffett, 93 today. It's National Beach Day and National Toasted Marshmallow Day. And on this day in history in 1963... The hotline, communications link between Washington, D.C. and Moscow, went into operation. In 1967, the Senate confirmed Thurgood Marshall as the first African-American justice of the Supreme Court. In 1983, the space shuttle Challenger carried the first African-American astronaut into space. Lieutenant Colonel Yuan Bluford, Jr. I don't know that name. The video game Street Fighter released on this date in 1987. You can! Isn't that what they say? I think that's what they said. I never could for sure understand what they were saying, but those that played the game understand what I'm saying. 23 million homes tuned into the CBS debut of The Late Show with David Letterman on this date in 1993. Civil rights legend Rosa Parks mugged in her own home by someone who broke in and stole $53. That happened on this date in 1994. Sling Blade with Billy Bob Thornton premiered at Colorado's Telluride Film Festival on this date in 1996. 
Charles Bronson died from pneumonia at the age of 81 in 2003. And the director of Nightmare on Elm Street, director Wes Craven, died from brain cancer at the age of 76 on this date in 2015. Those are your celebrity birthdays and this day in history. Good morning. And it is that time of morning for your random facts. The letter A is the second most common letter in English, but you could spell every number between 0 and 9... 199 without using an A. All right, let's try that again. You could spell every number, the actual word, for every number between 0 and 999 without using an A. The first A would be in 1000, even though the letter A is the second most common letter in the English language. That was kind of weak, wasn't it? The part of the watermelon we eat is its placenta. What? What? I've sworn off placenta. No watermelon for me. Salmon sushi doesn't come from Japan. It was created in Norway in the 80s because they had a salmon surplus. I feel like I've been duped. The legal definition of an infant isn't just a baby. It's anyone under 18. What? Did you know that? We got infants running around everywhere. Infants. Infants on their phones, infants driving. Anyone under 18 is an infant. Wow. The legal definition. That that seems weird, doesn't it? All right. Final random fact. E.L. James, who wrote Fifty Shades of Grey, uh, she wrote it on a Blackberry while driving to work. It says during her commute. So maybe she was riding on a subway or something. Surely she wasn't driving. But uh, wow, that's a lot of thumb typing. That, uh, that was probably an interesting scene, watching her write Fifty Shades of Grey on a Blackberry while on the subway. Those are your random facts. Good morning. And a very pleasant good morning to you. Hope you are having a great Wednesday so far. Coming up next hour, Talking Law with Greg Thurman at Thurman and Flanagan. Now getting a look at your headlines from around the globe. The U.S. named 10 drugs that will be subject to Medicare's first-ever price negotiation. It's the government's strongest effort to date to tackle high drug costs if drug makers can't persuade courts to scrap the program's new bargaining powers. The medicines include treatments for cancer, diabetes, and heart disease that can cost tens of thousands of dollars a year or more. The reductions might not directly affect the price that patients pay at the pharmacy counter, though. Medicare plans to use the savings to put a $2,000 annual cap on how much members have to pay out of pocket for drugs starting in 2025. And Hurricane Adelia strengthened en route to Florida. The forecasters say life-threatening winds and a catastrophic storm surge are going to be battering the Sunshine State as the storm uh, continues to make landfall. The demand for U.S. workers has cooled in July, remained elevated, though. Job openings declined by 338,000 to a seasonally adjusted 8.8 million in July from the prior month. That was the lowest level since March of 2021, but it was still well above pre-pandemic levels. The Fed has raised interest rates aggressively to fight inflation by slowing the economy, including hiring and wage growth. And the race to succeed President Biden heating up on the 2024 campaign trail. Some Democratic governors stumping for his 2024 re-election campaign are also auditioning to become the party's next leader. 
That signals they're unlikely to cede that role in 2028 to Vice President Kamala Harris. Allies say she's focused only on 2024, although some insist she will be a front-runner if she were to make another try for the White House. <laughs> Who are these people? Some Democrats privately say that uh, she uh, that that should an that should an unexpected health scare derail Biden's re-election bid. Many high-profile party members, including governors and Congress people, would consider getting in the 2024 race alongside Harris. And finally, Saudi Arabia offering to resume financial support to the Palestinian Authority, according to officials from both sides. Riyadh's trying to secure Palestinian President Mahmoud Abba's support to open ties with Israel. Palestinians accused Gulf leaders of stabbing them in the back when they established diplomatic ties with Israel in 2020. The PA is sending a senior delegation to Saudi Arabia next week to discuss what the kingdom can do in talks with Israel to help create a Palestinian state. Those are your headlines from around the globe. Good morning. And a very pleasant good morning to you. Well, the Super Bowl halftime show, always a popular event, right? Controversy usually abides. This year, there's a lot of talk about ACDC. What would you think about that? Yeah, there hasn't been any real rock and roll at the Super Bowl halftime show since 2010 when The Who took the stage. Yeah, what was it? It was last year was Rihanna. Before that, was, wasn't it The weekend, And then Shakira and J-Lo before that? I think that's right. No, 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 no. Year before last, it was Eminem and 50 Cent and some other... Uh, Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre. So it has been a while. Assuming uh, that uh, the Super Bowl is back in February. You would assume that, right? Who should get the gig? Well, the game's being played in Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas, and Governor Joe Lombardo has an idea. At a recent press conference for the Super Bowl host committee, he was asked who should play the halftime show, and he said, ACDC. Yeah, straight from the horse's mouth. Not that he can make the decision on his own, but certainly he uh, has some influence over it, you would think. Other rock acts that have done the show, either by themselves or part of an ensemble, include the Rolling Stones, Red Hot Chili Peppers, ZZ Top, Paul McCartney, Tom Petty, and more. Who would you like to see at the halftime show coming up in February of this year? What do you think about ACDC? Let us know. 870-505-1518. Good morning. Good morning to you. Coming up, we'll be talking law with Greg Thurman at Thurman and Flanagan. Got Stranger Than Fiction coming up. But first, let me tell you that whether you're new to tax prep or have a few years under your belt, you could have a tax pro career at your local H&R Block. You can call the Berryville location at 870-423-3376 and earn extra income and have a flexible schedule with full-time or part-time work that meets your lifestyle. A meaningful new career as a tax pro could be yours with the completion of H&R Block's income tax course with remote options available. Call H&R Block in Berryville at 870-423-3376 for an instructor-led classroom course today or just go to hrblock.com class. Enrollment restrictions and course material fees may apply. Enrollment in or completion of the H&R Block income tax course is neither an offer nor a guarantee of employment. It's time for Stranger Than Fiction. Well, if there's a drug dealing for dummies book, this guy needs it. A 46-year-old alleged drug dealer in Pennsylvania named Alan Phelan was arrested on Friday. The person who tipped them off was him, Alan Phelan. The police say Alan called him to his apartment. He said someone broke into his place by smashing a window, and when the cops got there, they couldn't find any evidence that someone actually got in. 
odd. They asked him if anything was missing, so he let the police come inside to look around. The problem was his drugs and paraphernalia were sitting around in plain sight. They found fentanyl, meth, marijuana, and prescription meds that he didn't have prescriptions for. There were also baggies and glass vials. That could explain why he thought someone broke into his house. Paranoid much? Allen is now facing a slew of charges for possession with intent to deliver. That is Stranger Than Fiction. Good morning. We're talking law with Thurman and Flanagan, Greg Thurman, back in studio. And we've talked about a lot of different aspects of different cases and injury and burden of proof and things like that. But a lot of people are going to ask the question, Greg, how do I pay for your services here in these cases? Well, and, and I'll tell you, like that's that's the thing that I think it's important for the listeners to know is that when you've been injured and it's not your fault and you've got to go up against a system that you're not prepared to go up against, and then you kind of realize, I need help. You know, how am I going to afford this help? Our system allows for contingency fees. Basically, it allows the lawyer and the law firm to look at the case and say, if we think you have a case that's going to have value, we're entitled to represent you in a no-win, no-fee attorney-client agreement. Basically, we look at it and say, is this case got value? Is there going to be a recovery? And if there is, then we will take the case. You will owe us nothing. We will front the expenses. The experts that I've talked about and the things that I've talked about, our firm will front. And if we recover, we will get a percentage. Our standard fee is 33%. Two-thirds to our client, a third to the firm. We recoup our expenses. And that is the greatest thing about our tort system is that people don't have to then turn around. They're already dealing with medical bills. Now, to be clear, our firm can't pay your bills, okay? And that would be considered loaning money to clients, and that's, that's unethical. But I can't explain to you all the different sources that might be available to get those bills paid. Like we talked about PIP coverage, health insurance, other collateral sources that can help pay these bills because we don't have the pay-as-you-go system. But at the end of the day, it is a no-win, no-fee contingency contract. And it is a very good thing for the consumer because they're already up against a lot of expenses that they weren't expecting. Nobody gets up that day and says, it's a good day to go get in a wreck and get injured, have medical bills and maybe be out of work. So to then have to turn around and try to pay an attorney by the hour for their hourly time would be insult to injury. So the contingency fee, no win, no fee, is one of the best things that the tort system provides. The risk factor is greatly limited for them financially. Really, there's no risk. And then you all are motivated because, look, you're not running a charity. You have to get paid. Your people have to be able to support their families. And so your firm is automatically, it's built in that you're motivated to get the best result possible for your client. Absolutely. But you always have to keep your client's interest ahead of yours. At the end of the day, if I have a client, that, you know, there's an offer on the table and that I think that offer's too low. I'll explain to them why I think it's too low. My duty is to my client. And I've had clients say, Greg, I understand. I don't want to spend another year and a half going through depositions and, and doing the things that need to, to be done to, to maximize the value. Thank you for explaining to me what needs to be done, but I, I'm satisfied with this amount. And so we always prioritize our clients. We explain to them where we think the case is. And at the end of the day, though, we we're obligated to follow their wishes as long as they're informed. And that's that's the biggest thing that I think we do well. Uh, is is try to communicate early on to our clients how the process works so that when we get 
to that value stage of the case at the end of the case where they've reached maximum medical improvement and we're talking about what are the economic and non-economic damages worth what's the value of my case if you have good communication with your client from day one you're typically on the same page yeah and their expectations and yours are the same and we're on the same team when definitely when it comes to that recovery because our firm you know has not been getting paid month after month sometimes i've, I've litigated cases two and a half three years you know, that's a long time to go. And, you know, but obviously the bigger cases, the bigger recovery. Yeah. There's really no risk in them to at least just call you and say, do I got a case or not? Absolutely. I, I always tell, you know, our consultations at our firm are free. And so it's not going to cost anybody to call us. It's not going to cost anything to come see us. And we're, we're going to tell you straight up whether or not you have a case or not. And we're not looking to, you know, spin our wheels on cases that don't exist. I'm, I'm not an attorney and our firm's not full of attorneys that are looking to, to make cases where they don't exist. I'm not saying we won't take a hard case and, and look at it. And we have taken cases that, you know, from the initial look, you know, I don't know if, you know, who, who's at fault, but we've made cases there. But we're not some firm that is, is just taking everybody that calls. We're going to you know, make sure you have a legitimate case. And if you do, then we will be willing to, to put our time and our efforts and our, our firm's resources behind your case to get a recovery that ultimately uh, we will get our, our fee out of. That makes complete sense. Thank you, Greg, for being in the studio again here. Talking Law. We'll do it again same time next week right here. And a very pleasant good morning to you. Coming up, we'll get to some headlines that you may have missed. Wanted to tell you about this story. <laughs> a woman in Texas was taking a bath when a scorpion started poking its pinchers through the overflow valve. You know, where the, you know, uh, if your bathtub water gets too high, it will flow into there, you know, the little round thing usually. Anyway, the pinchers started coming out while she was taking a bath. She did not like it. Listen to her commentary. At first, she thinks it can't fit through that tiny crevasse, but, well, just wait. That is a freaking scorpion. So big that it can't fit through. Texas living at its finest. They're trying to come in everywhere to get water because it's so dry. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I dunked my head and now he's got his head stuck. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, it's a scorpion and he's coming out. He's just, no, he's gonna, oh my god! Are you freaking kidding me right now? You ain't gonna make it out of there, you're stuck. <laughs> okay, well, is this the first time she's ever seen a scorpion? Uh, yeah, not something you want to see coming into your bathtub uh in your bathtub but i think even more so i think the thing of note here that we've all learned is these are the kind of people that are out on the internet posting videos (laughs) good morning good morning to you thanks for being here today's show brought to you by thurman and flanagan attorneys at law well what do you think the hardest working state in america just in time for labor day weekend right Americans put in more hours at work than people in most other countries. The average in the U.S. was about 1,811 hours last year, which is about a 37-hour work week. What are you talking about? They were three hours shy per week. Uh, That's if you take three weeks off a year. Yeah, who's taking three weeks off a year these days? So maybe it is even... It could be actually be less than. Anyway, I know people in other countries take a lot more holidays, if you will. I'm on holiday. For the next week, I'm on holiday. Crikey, I'm on holiday. It's a holiday, and I'm not doing anything here on holiday. I just want to say that over and over and over. Anyway, uh, it's about 25% more than people in Germany, France, or the UK. But guess what? 
Americans work about 19% less than people in Mexico. That makes sense. Hard workers. But which state has the hardest workers in the United States? An annual study ranked all 50 states based on things like employment rates, hours worked, average commute, and how much free time people have in general. According to the results, the 10 hardest working states are North Dakota, Alaska, South Dakota, Nebraska, Wyoming, Texas, Virginia, Colorado, Kansas, and Hawaii. New Mexico is the laziest, followed by New York, West Virginia, Michigan, and Connecticut. So do tell, my friends, where does Arkansas rank? Arkansas ranks 30th, so the lower half of hardest workers. I don't believe that. Missouri is 18th, so they're way up there. Let's see, where are our friends in Oklahoma? We already named them? No. Oklahoma's 14th. So, anyway, there you go. What do you think about that? Do you think that's ridiculous? They've obviously never been here to Carroll County Broadcasting, where we work hard day and night to keep you up to date and always with the best music possible, right? Who am I kidding? We work four-hour shifts. What are you talking about? (laughs) I kid, I kid, I kid. Sort of. Sometimes. All right. Good morning. Hey, I want to tell you about another podcast I'm doing, one that is shining a light in the dark corners of our media, our government, and our culture. It's the Ike Wingate Show. You can find it at IkeWingate.com. Please subscribe to it, listen to it. It's a longer-form, unfiltered podcast that delves deep into the issues that are happening in our culture. So check it out, please. Hey, thanks for checking out the Ike Wingate Morning Show podcast. It's an honor to know you've been listening and hanging out with us. We know you got choices, and believe me, we appreciate that you made this choice. We'd love to spread the word. We need your help with that. Leave us a review. Rate us whatever you can, because that'll help spread the word on the show. You want to contact us? Hit us up. Show at IkeWingate.com. We're on Insta. We're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, we're everywhere. Just type in the Ike Wingate Show. Have a great day.